In our ongoing journey through the world of the Ozark Requiem, our protectors of Silver Dollar City found themselves grappling with the aftermath of an unsettling tremor that shattered the tranquility of their refuge. Initially, their vigilance led them to Marvel Cave, where they con confirmed that the seal on the cave remained intact, sparing the community from an immediate confrontation with its dark denizens. However, the Earth's upheaval had brought forth an unexpected crisis. A dire shortage of water and the loss of essential salts crucial for the preservation of their precious food storage. Faced with this grim predicament, the protectors embarked on a mission to retrieve water first, their first step on the path to re-establishing the community's stability. Their journey, however, took a treacherous turn when they crossed paths with a formidable band of mercenaries, whose hideout apparently lays nestled within the nearby Ledgestone Country Club. Amidst the confusion, their repaired water tanker became both a vessel of hope and a battlefield, and the protectors emerged victorious but with newfound questions about the forces that now potentially threaten their haven. With the tanker truck repaired, they ventured to the nearest water tower only to confront its unexpected and monstrous guardian, an immense arachnid with, the, with a nest of vicious offspring. The battle that ensued tested their mettle, but they emerged triumphant, securing the vital water supply for the community. However, as the echoes of their battle subsided, an unsettling presence lurked in the shadows. The ever-vigilant Papaw glimpsed a shadowy figure on the ridge above, vanishing into the depths of the woods before he could determine its nature. With the tanker now brimming with water, the protectors returned to Silver Dollar City, seeking a well-night's deserved rest uh, before the next chapter of their odyssey, an expedition into the Indian Point Fungal Zone, where the critical salt reserves uh, are awaiting retrieval. Even as you guys set your sights on the salt, there's still a disturbing re revelation that hangs heavy in the air. This shadowy faction that holds sway over the Ledgestone Country Club raises concerns and casts uncertainty over the path that lies ahead. And as the sun sets on one day, another day dawns with new mysteries and challenges in this unpredictable world of the Ozarks. So at this point, you guys would have returned um, to Silver Dollar City uh, and probably helped hook up the tanker to uh, the water reserves. Uh, the folks there have been working tirelessly over the last day to try to get it back uh, into uh, functional shape and uh, have succeeded in doing so. And, and you guys would be able to, it's been a fairly long day. You could bed down and get a good, good night's rest. So if you guys want to pull up your character sheets, um, you can click on long rest uh, and then that should rejuvenate the your health if you are lower on health and if you've spent any uh, 
of your other stuff, it should uh, replenish some of that, if not all. So, at this point, you basically now have a day, uh, or at least the majority of the rest of the day, to kind of plan ahead as far as what your actions are going to be uh, moving forward. So, just to kind of recap real quick, we've got a couple of things going. We know about these mercenaries uh, that are located up north at the country club now. So that's a threat that's out there, but it doesn't seem like it's something that's a, that's a looming threat for you at the, at the moment. Um, we know we've got to replenish the salt reserves for the community. Um, and then there was the other thing about Papa and that mysterious figure that was kind of lurking up there near the water tower. Um, so he didn't get a good look at it, didn't really see what it was. He just said that there was a shadowy figure uh, up among the trees up along the ridge. So something else is out there and it's watching. So I'll turn it over to you guys to kind of discuss what you need to discuss and then make plans for uh, for what you're uh, moving forward. And if you need to speak with any of the community members, uh, they are there at your disposal. Would any of us know or be familiar with something that can do what we saw, what Papal saw? It could be a multitude of different things, okay. in all honesty. Um, you know, shadowy figures abound, I think, in this uh, in this reality, for sure. Yeah, I didn't know if the sudden disappearance or anything would be like, hey, he, that's a stormtrooper. The way he kind of described it is it just kind of shot back into the woods. Uh, okay. So whether it was, you know, a an ethereal movement or whether it was a physical movement, he couldn't determine. Uh, and can you remind me again who Julia Foster, what, what's her role? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's one of my contacts, but I don't know what she does. Uh, she's basically the caretaker for the community's orphaned children. The nanny, basically. <laughs> How far away is this tree line where the person was? It's that was the- back, it's about six miles up. Oh, so it's yeah, we'd have to mm-hmm. hike up there or drive up there. Um, Probably followed us in some way. Very possible. When we were making enough noise, we were drawing attention. Yeah. I think we should set up uh, or at least notify the, the watch that there could yeah, be well, something definitely. coming from that direction. Maybe, uh, Set up some booby traps or something out on that in the perimeter. Yeah, and if Papa wants to sit on top of the watch for a while, he's got some good eyes. Are these the kind of booby traps that are going to set off a bell, or are you thinking like the most dangerous game, Tiger Pit kind of booby traps? Considering we've got we've drew the attention of whoever is at the country club as well, I'm thinking Tiger Pits. Now, one of the good things about Silver Dollar City, uh, we have determined that, you know, the it's relatively safe uh, and fortified. So I would imagine there are probably already traps such as that in place. Uh, And as far as like watchtowers, there's plenty of places where I'm sure members of the community are assigned. 
uh, throughout the day and the, and the night to kind of keep watch. Uh, so, but certainly letting them know that, you know, there was something that was out there that was watching uh, just to be on perhaps high alert. Um, you could certainly spread that word and, uh, and your fellow community members will up their vigilance. Um, what are our food stores looking like right now? Food stores are actually fairly decent um, right now. Um, you've got a uh, couple of members of the community, um, Jake O'Connor being one of uh, the leaders of kind of the, the hunting crews. Um, they make runs at least probably twice a week uh, hunting for food uh, outside of the walls. And um, I think the biggest concern was uh, Tom, uh, the guy that basically is the, the chef uh, mm -hmm. for the group. Uh, he was, uh, you know, mostly concerned about just making sure that the reserves that you guys have didn't, didn't right. spoil. Um, and so that's why the So we are in was, need of salt. Yeah, that's why the salt was kind of imperative at this point you know he, he said you know what he's got he has you know everything kind of covered in salt right now but any of the extras any new stuff that's being brought in will not have that so uh the next hunting expedition will probably be tomorrow um so getting that here within the next 24 to 48 hours would probably be fairly important and where do we get that or where have we gotten that before that um he had uh had told you that the um down in indian point where all the resorts basically are and that's where the fungusoids are all located he worked at a place down there um that was called give me one second uh the rock lane resort and there was a storage unit uh, that was nearby the uh, the pool where they kept a lot of their uh, non-perishables. Yep. Uh, and he said that he had a big stash of salt uh, in there before the shit hit the fan. So as long as that place hasn't been raided, which most folks do not go in there because they know of the... Uh, the fungus that's uh, that's kind of overgrown that area. Um, it should still be intact. What precaution, precautionary measures do we know that we can take in the fungusoid area? Well, uh, do we just do we put on helmets and breathing apparatus, or is it something that you just don't touch anything? The biggest thing about that particular zone, and and you have been in there a couple of times foraging. Uh, number one, you know, not to go during the daytime. Um, it seems like the light, the sunshine is what kind of wakes up the fungazoids, uh, and that's when they are most active. At nighttime, the fungazoids typically go into uh, a hibernation mode. They are easily aroused, so you know you have to be stealthy and quiet while working in that area, but uh, you know, as long as you're not touching them or making too much noise, they usually don't rouse. 
Um, it the area is covered in this fungus, uh, so most of the surfaces down there uh, that you know the buildings and uh, um, trees and stuff like that have all basically been kind of overtaken by the physical fungus that's down there. So you can go down there with basically you know like a covering over the mouth uh, and it's not something that really infects you to the point of no return you certainly need to protect your uh, your lungs while you go down there you don't want to breathe in a whole lot of it um, and as far as like gas masks and stuff like that that we there's probably not enough to go around even for your group I mean there may be about three or four uh, gas masks that are available so it couldn't hurt you know for a couple of you to to probably put some of those on but you've been down there enough to know hey as long as I've got something covering my face I'm usually in pretty good shape the worst that would happen would be you know a couple of days worth of a, of a really bad cold um, what you don't want uh, is to get bitten by one of the fungusoids uh, that's uh, that's how the fungus actually works its way into the bloodstream. Let's not arouse the fungus. Um, okay. I take it we don't have any N95 masks in the apocalypse? <laughs> none, of, none of those in a storage box somewhere? Uh, yeah, you probably, I would imagine so. You know, COVID still happened, I think, here. <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably at least some of those. Yeah. I don't know. We're in an awfully red state. Yeah. <laughs> it is terrible. I have no idea. You can cut all that out. Sorry. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Um, <laughs> do you guys think we need to take the truck, or should we trek in on foot? It might be too loud, I guess, if we took the truck or something. Well, one of the biggest issues, because of the amount of salt that he's going to need, um, yeah. what he had mentioned is perhaps maybe getting in touch with uh, with Rob and uh, Becca mm -hmm. about maybe coming down with you guys with the truck um, because you're going to have to load up the back of the truck probably yeah. with all that salt. And you're gonna have to take some dollies uh, to be able to wheel it up to um, the point where the truck will not be able to go in because the truck is not going to be able to go into the fungal zone for sure. You can drive it down to the outskirts, but taking the truck in there is going to wake them up for sure. How far is it to the resort from the the good thing about that particular resort? Um, and let me pull you up here. Let me get the map up. Okay, so if you kind of scroll in down to the Indian Point Fungal Zone, you can see that whole area down there kind of marked in red. I've got several areas there that are marked food stock. Right here, um, to the right on this point, that's where the resort is that, uh, that you're going to want to go. So, I mean, you're talking maybe about a quarter of a mile, probably. So, not it's, not, 
I mean, like a quarter of a mile from like the edge, which would be about right in here. So you could park the truck out right in there, and you got about a quarter of a mile walk in between those two spots. Easy peasy. So how are we gonna get the salt over there? We're gonna put him what? To move it over? Some probably some dollies, some tru- oh. some small trucks, or you know, the uh, hand trucks that you can maybe throw into the back of the uh, the truck. Right. When do we want to go? Yeah, seems like it's tonight. Yeah. So. Relax and rest. Did you say the fungoids come out night or or today? Fungazoids are out during the day, uh, and then they hibernate at night. Do flashlights wake them up? Yeah. Um, hmm. Or torches. Make a survival roll. I would know. (laughs) Um, So Richard and Smokey uh can can recall as far as let me see here so led light does that have uv Mm. i don't think it does does it i don't know enough about science (laughs) let's see pay attention in that class i've read something about that it that's a very small amount if Google is correct. <laughs> Probably not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 actually not. No. <laughs> We're not walking in there with a tanning bed. I mean, companies claim they don't, but apparently they do a little small. <laughs> <laughs> it, see, it does seem like UV light. Uh, it's UV light, basically, that uh, kind of draws their attention. Um, now, Speaking of, your experience is that these fungazoids do have uh, a vulnerability to fire. Uh, let's do some torches then. We see and we have a weapon. Good. Uh, question about the sniper rifle. Is there a night sight? Or is it just a normal scope? Um... Let's see. You got a 50-50 shot here. Uh, we'll okay. say even is uh, it's got a night scope. All right. No! Uh, <laughs> and it had to be a one, too. Come on! <laughs> Just that. It's a one. <laughs> no! <laughs> the, sights, the sight it does have is broken. It's all shut up. <laughs> I guess we'll need some torches and maybe. Uh, I'll get some torches together and I guess see if we can find some dollies and load them up in the truck. If I don't know if anyone lanterns. Yeah, there's plenty of lanterns around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take those because we can at least throw it if we have to. Yeah. <laughs> Set the. Uh... Yeah, Smokey the Bear, my distant cousin, would not be happy if we burned down the forest. What if we have to? You're going to make me find some sort of uh, improvised weapon that's got an explosive... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kerosene lamp. 
Um, we could definitely whip up some Molotov cocktails. It's probably yeah. similar damage. Probably, yeah. No, if anything, it'll just we can cut off our, or we can secure our retreat by mm -hmm. chucking up a few of those the path. Yeah. It, yeah. Are the fungals burning all flammable? the food stock apparently? Uh, oh, just the salt. Burning a forest fire. <laughs> <clears throat> What were, you, what were you gonna say there, Sean? Uh, nothing. Just wondering if the fungus was flammable. Let's find out. Yeah, they do have a weakness to it, so I'm assuming they probably are. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. All right, so um, I'm beginning to drop Molotov cocktails into your uh, character sheets here. <laughs> Great. Okay, so. You take a little bit of time then during the day to uh, kind of gather what supplies you need to to gather. Throw a couple of uh, dollies and uh, and hand trucks into the back of the truck. Um, I assume get with uh, Becca and Jake, uh, who are more than willing to kind of tag along and and keep watch over the truck while you guys head into the fungal zone. Um, and is there anything else that you want to do in the in the meantime? My normal meditation, singing while I'm wandering around doing stuff. <laughs> my chaff, my crow, so he's baptized. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, traveling down there, um, how do you want to go? I mean, not everybody's going to be able to ride in the truck. Uh, in the truck. The experience has been when you are out on the road, it's best to kind of keep noise levels down to a minimum. Uh, so most of the time when you take uh, motorized vehicles out, the max speed uh, that you're going to go is usually going to be about 15 miles an hour without uh, kicking up too much, uh, you know, of uh, recognition of, you know, things that might take notice. Now, visually, you know, there's no way to cover that. So if something spots you, you're going to get spotted. Mm -hmm. uh, but noise-wise, usually about 15 is about the, the max amount of MPH you're going to be, be able to go. Yeah, I don't mind, you know, running alongside. Yeah, I'll walk behind yeah. the truck, too. Pat Paul should probably ride. <laughs> ride or drive? <laughs> ride. <Or> drive. <laughs> <laughs> I saw enough of last week. We'll let Jake, we'll let Jake drive, okay? <laughs> well, Jake and Becca uh, tend to flank and walk uh, okay. in, in most cases. Because uh, Becca, for sure, is really good on her feet. Uh, Jake um, yeah. is... He's a, a good shot, at least. He's a good shot, and he's a hunter. He's a scout, so he has a tendency to kind of push forward uh, most of the time. So those two guys are probably going to be outside of the vehicle. Well, if we don't have a driver, I'll drive. But if we do, uh, Smokey's going to be on top of the truck, if that's possible, with his sniper rifle. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I guess, I guess I could drive. I do have a pretty high vehicle. So. Yeah, I do. I do not. I mean, I'm Okay, but I forgot I do have oh. a decent vehicle. 
Anybody drop Foundry? Uh-oh. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think so. Everybody else still in Foundry? Yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. As far as I know. Okay, so... Uh, Asher, then, you're going to drive? Sure. Okay. Can I have my crow, like, flying ahead a little bit? Just let me know. It's... They see... We can certainly arrange that. Sure. Uh, and Smokey's going to be on top. Yeah. Okay. And Simone and Eliza, where are you guys going to be? You can, you can. There can be one passenger uh, in the truck, probably comfortably. Uh, and then if somebody else wants to ride in the back of the truck, at least on the way down, you can do that as well. I'll walk behind. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk. Okay. I'll be a passenger. All right. <clears throat> okay. I'm doing stuff that you guys can't see, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> of course. All right. So, um, Asher, here's what I'm going to have you do. Uh-oh. You're going to need to make a uh, vehicles roll. And then Richard and Eliza are going to need to make a stealth roll. Let's see. All right, so I got, it could have been a lot better, but I got 13 at least, something. <laughs> I probably didn't crash this into something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, you, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a critical, right? Yeah, that okay. would be a critical fail. So we're going to take a look. Sorry, this, guys. This is going to be a group roll. So these did all I, did kind I accidentally of, run him over? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Asher got a 13. Um which I need to probably make a roll myself, so let's do that. But my critical is canceled by Becca's critical. Right? We cancel each other out? Yeah, give me one second here. So looking at the successes and failures here, so we've got, that's cancel out. Um, a 7 and a 15. Eliza. I'm going to have you make a perception check at advantage. Becca does the same. Becca is kind of walking um, kind of parallel to the truck. Uh, And you spot Becca stop and kind of crouch and get down on on like one knee and puts one hand on the ground. And then she puts another hand up. Basically calling for uh, Smokey to stop. And then she uh, looks at you, Eliza, points and then pats the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, make another perception check. 
normal or advantage? Um, you can still do that with advantage. That's better. Ah, there you go. Okay. So now that everything has stopped, you feel just a minor tremble mm. in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Becca just kind of holds for a moment. She's still got her hand up in the air. And then you feel that tremble subside. And it stays quiet for a moment. It wasn't loud enough really to hear. It was more of just the vibration. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anybody else that was actually paying attention, all you hear is just the crickets outside. Um, So about a minute passes and Becca looks over at Eliza and she kind of points to her eyes, points to you, and then she motions forward and then puts her finger over her mouth. Like, let's move forward quietly. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's on the ground, make a stealth roll. Okay, great. All right, so 15, 23, 18, and 25. Okay. So that works out really pretty well. Um, you guys are able to move down the road uh, a, a good piece. And then Becca kind of motions towards uh, Smoky. She puts her hand up. And then the other hand very slowly motioning for you to move forward. I believe that's Asher that's driving. I'm sorry, it's Asher. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, She's motioning for you to move very slowly forward. Okay. As I Uh, see this, can I like kind of check in on on the Suki? With with the bird, sure. Yeah. The bird's been kind of flying. And as far as the visual of the area around you, everything looks to be pretty clear. Okay. All right, I'll follow those directions. directions. So if you'll make another uh, vehicles roll then, please. And this time you can do it with advantage because you are aware of something going on. Okay, 23, that's good. So you're able to traverse the area uh, up into her point. And then she kind of calls everybody over towards the truck. Um, Eliza. You felt that, right? I did. I don't. I don't know what that was. Something but there's, big. it's something big, and it's something under the ground. I wonder if that's what caused our earthquake. Oh wow! I didn't think about that, but that very well could be. I say we perhaps just keep going the way that we've been going uh, let us walk ahead for a little bit and then just make sure that the truck follows behind uh, ever so quietly the rest of the way because there's something certainly at least in this area that we probably need to be on the lookout for I agree alright All right. so uh, we'll do one more stealth check uh, and then one more vehicles 
Is it advantage or normal? Uh, advantage for uh, the vehicle. 2016-23. And I, that's actually majority rules at this point, so I, I won't even roll for the other two. Alright, you guys move a couple more times like that. Uh, heading down towards Indian Point. Um, and... Becca decides at one point to kind of take a little bit of a risk and for the next stretch she takes a, a probably about a hundred meter dash down the road um, with Jake uh, and let's see what's he carrying uh, and his sniper rifle uh, basically just following her as she makes the run uh, she makes the run, she stops, she gets down on the ground on one knee again, feels the earth, and she gives a thumbs up. Um, so the rest of your journey down into Indian Point goes without uh, any issue. And it's getting pretty close to dusk at this time. And... Um, Probably have to wait it out just a little bit until it gets uh, dark enough to, to venture in. Uh, so now that you're on the outskirts, is there anything, the guys, that you feel like you need to discuss? And if not, we can move on in. Well, I would just ask, what were you guys feeling back there? I was going to say, I think we need to tell everybody what, <laughs> what we felt. Um, there's something in the ground. I don't know what it was. It was a a tremor, very, very slight. You probably didn't even notice it, and it no went away. So something big, like, like something moving underground, like a worm or what? I don't know. Something big. <clears throat> no idea. I mean, there's no telling <laughs> these days. Y'all did see tremors before all this happened, right? Yes. <laughs> okay classic Reba McIntyre was wonderful <laughs> hey would it be okay if I MacGyver something real quick uh, I suppose you could try well because I have arrows with my, from a crossbow I was wondering maybe I could take just a few of the arrows and wrap and put some rags on it on the round around the edge <laughs> and just put a little fuel on it not a lot just a little bit just so mm -hmm. i have it there in case i need to dip it in some flame and shoot it off that's gotcha. cool make a survival roll oh no it's gonna go terribly wrong <laughs> <laughs> ah <laughs> went terribly wrong <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got fuel no. over me. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not terribly wrong, but, uh, you know, as far as you know, I mean, you've, you've created totally some potentially flaming arrows. Can totally work. Yeah. I made a little <laughs> MacGyver sound, so I did it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> over there in the corner, talking to himself, trying real hard to tie it. <laughs> it's going to totally work, guys. It's going to totally work. <laughs> <laughs> MacGruber! <laughs> MacGruber! Right? Oh, yeah. I hope it'll right? blow us up. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna walk around the, a little bit further out in this open area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just to see if I can sense anything else in the environment okay. with my in-tune <clears throat> ability. Yeah, we will give her cover. Yeah, and you can make a uh, survival uh, roll as well with with advantage. All right, so you you've been down close to this border and probably beyond this border before, you know, foraging as well. So you're kind of familiar with the area. And the one thing that you're certainly picking up on is the lack of animal life down here. Um, whatever is beyond these borders that the fungazoids that are down there uh, have run off the vast majority of animal life from this area uh, completely. There's no birds, there's no critters running around, um, so it's pretty desolate. And because of that fact, and you can kind of see, you know, the fungus uh, kind of down on the peninsula you know it has a completely different look than the rest of the area and, and i mean it's it's like a pinkish orange haze that kind of settles over the entire peninsula down here and uh the visibility level is not great um and you can see you know that you know some of the that all the trees in this area are essentially dead um, so there's not much down here as far as life goes. Um, one of the biggest issues that, you know, you guys can see is that this fungus, um, continues to kind of creep. So at some point, and, you know, maybe not in the next two to three years, but eventually it's probably going to work its way up to Silver Dollar City. Uh, and you guys will probably have to move at some point. Uh, unless there's a way to eradicate this zone. Uh, but anything shy of a gigantic forest fire <laughs> um, is probably not going to work. But a controlled burn, potentially. You know, uh, but that would be a pretty huge undertaking and and take uh, the work of the community as a whole, probably working together to try to do something like that. But if you want to protect the. Uh, the Haven. That would be something within the next couple of years, you're probably going to have to address and more than likely, the sooner, the better, because if it continues to creep the way that it's going. I mean, where you're at right now, you can say that it's probably crept up at least an eighth of a mile, uh, probably from the last time that you were down here. Pretty fast. <clears throat> okay. How close to nightfall are we? Yeah, I would say that we're probably there. You guys want to make your way in? Yeah, is this the edge of the, where the truck can go? Yeah, this would be, yeah, okay. as far as the truck can go. Don't leave the keys in the truck. Um, uh, Jake and uh, Becca are going to stay behind. I'll, so, I'm assuming breathing us in wouldn't be good for my crow, so maybe I can tell her to stick around, let me know if mm -hmm. something happens. 
Yeah, up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a homemade yeah. mask out of my <laughs> pocket and tie it up. Yeah. I'll put a handkerchief on or something. All right, I'm going to pull you onto another mat here. So you guys make your way into the fungal zone. uh, And like I said, all of these trees and stuff that are in the area are dead. Uh, They're just skeletal remains of what was there before. And everything is covered in these weird-looking mushrooms that are actually kind of beautiful when you when you really look at it but in a really kind of creepy sort of way um they're multiple different colors mostly pinks oranges there's some blues um and just a smattering of a rainbow of colors uh that kind of interweave through this organic material that uh that has worked its way into uh, the different structures around the area. Um, You kind of end up heading down uh, kind of a side road uh, from the main road that leads you into um, Indian Point. And this takes you to the Rock Lane Resort uh, where Tom uh, had once called home where he uh, was the chef for the uh, for the restaurant that was here. Um, you kind of come into the area with the large parking lot uh, outside of the resort, uh, and there's a, like I had said before, there was this kind of fog or mist in the air, and you guys can see that there's just this kind of pervading pinkish glow to this area, the moonlight, is kind of shining through this fog uh, that kind of permeates the area. Uh, And there's little flakes of stuff that are just kind of floating in the air. And it kind of alights on your clothes and stuff. And uh, it has no scent or anything like that. But um, it's like walking through just a very, very light snow flurry uh, in this area. Um, As you're approaching, um, the majority of the trees and stuff that kind of uh, welcome you into this area, again, all dead, but it doesn't seem like there's any of the fungusoids uh, that are attached to any of the trees. As you start moving forward, and I'm going to move the group in just a little bit here uh, to someplace where you can see. So you might have to kind of zoom in or zoom out to kind of see where you're going. Come around the corner uh, of the parking lot and the main um, kind of central hub for the resort uh, is kind of in the center of the map right in here. Attached to the walls on the outside of this building, uh, you can see some of these creatures that are attached, basically, to the building. Uh, And I'll pull up a picture here so you can really see them in all their little glory. There we go. Okay. 
So they were at one point human. Um, but the fungus has completely uh, invaded their bodies and is growing out of them. Uh, and this is just one example of what they look like, but they've got these mushrooms and this fungus that is just growing all over their bodies. The bodies themselves have deteriorated over time, so for lack of a better word, they kind of look like zombie-like creatures. Uh, emaciated forms, sunken cheeks, uh, the eyeballs have basically filled in uh, with like large kind of fungus uh, like ball like things so uh, they effectively are blind um, but you know from experience that these things can seek out things that are alive because it is their drive to continue the species um, now the good thing is it's dark they are in hibernation mode, and when they go into hibernation mode, they find, you know, uh, basically fungal beds to basically reside within. And the fungal beds basically envelop them partially, so they're kind of enveloped into the walls of the building, uh, and they're completely immovable right now. There, there's no movement to them. It doesn't look like they're breathing, nothing of that sort. They just look like they're a part of the walls. Oh, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> just out of out of game, have you guys ever read any early Jeff Vandermeer? Mm -hmm. He's got this book called City of Saints and Mad Men. Very similar situation. <laughs> Let me go read it and figure out how to get out of it. Hey, that doesn't end well. <laughs> right back. <laughs> All right. So, so up to the north of you, there's a few more uh, buildings, and this would be some of the uh, uh, the condominiums, basically where people would be staying. Um, as you guys approach, you can't quite see where the pool is, but you would imagine it's probably somewhere behind the main building. Uh, so. You guys can see the map, so I'll let you kind of determine, you know, the path that you're going to, to take. He, he said that it's in a shed behind okay, the, yeah, the main <clears throat> place, right? The main yeah. restaurant. He said next to the pool. Okay. Yeah, I would think the pool's around behind back. Which way do we want to go, north or south? North. I don't want to. That big, ugly thing. And we'd be flanked between the two buildings. Yeah, but then we're in a choke zone on the north side, so minuses to both. Should we split up? No. <laughs> Anyone oh, yeah. want to go through the building? We could climb over the rooftop of the building. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go around it. Okay. Out of all of those, we're going north. Yeah, I vote north, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll split it eventually. Do we okay. know if they're like a hive mind? You have heard them, uh, and it seems like when one is disturbed, 
it sends out a call. Do we want to try to go behind, go in between the condo buildings, then go behind the condo buildings to get around to the back rather than go down that little driveway? We can, but, you know, we just... Mm. That's so narrow, though. Why do we want to... Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to come back. We're going to have the dollies full up. We've got the dollies with us, too. Yeah, it's probably easier to go on the pavement. Yeah. With the dollies. Yeah, yeah. let's just go down the pavement. All right, let's do it. All right. All right, All right. so who's going who's gonna to lead the group? I will, if no one yeah. else will. Yeah, yeah, I will if no one else will. Oh, Sean, did you drop again? Yeah, I bet this is like the fifth time. Huh. At first, I thought it was because I had popped out my character sheet, but I had this one popped in. Hmm. I thought mine popped out the entire night, and I'm fine. Well, I blame Christy. She got a new computer, so. <laughs> <laughs> no problems here. <laughs> oh, what's going on? All right, so, uh, Dana, did you say you you were going to try to lead them? Sure. Okay. Go ahead and start moving, uh, and then I'll tell you when you need to make your first stealth roll. How far can I move? Uh, I would take it at a pace of about six uh, squares. Is that six? I can barely see. Yeah. Yeah. I would use... say we would all be following fairly close together, I would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it helps, Dana, you can use your arrows on your keyboard uh, and just count out six if you want. All right, so at that point, that's when you're going to need to roll uh, the first stealth, and that, that will be a group roll for everybody. So if you guys will all roll your stealth. It's one success. It's one failure, one success. One failure. Boy. <laughs> And here we go. Fight, fight, fight. Now I can't get in. It's oh. constant. It's constantly kicking me. Huh. Well, what's going on with your... Let me log out officially and instead of just refreshing. Okay. See if that does something. You want me to roll for you real quick then? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is going to be the decider here, just for the record. Awesome. Oh, that's that's Papa. Hold on a second. No whammies. And it's a success. How about yeah. that? Hey, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay, so um, Eliza, you can continue to move, and then everybody else should follow. Oh boy! All right, make one more move. Okay, make another stealth. That's a fail. That's a oh, fail. Oh lord! Here we go. That's a success <laughs> and a fail and a fail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so this little fungazoid right here that you're coming up on, uh, you can see it begin to <laughs> stir and it's breaking itself away from the wall. Slowly breaking away? Mm-hmm. Fast, fast so, fungoid zombies or slow fungoid zombies? 
Well, the way it's breaking <laughs> away right now is it's yeah. it's still attached, but it, right. is, it is pulling itself away from the wall. Yeah, are they okay. Day of the Dead or Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he hadn't escaped the wall yet, so you really don't know. <laughs> or 13 days. <laughs> now that it's stirring, may I use the Sense Weakness bonus sure. action? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do I need to roll? Um, let's see here. I gotta look at what that, what the rule is on that. Uh, let's see here. Can you do me a favor, wherever that is on your sheet, if you just click on the name of what it is, it should actually pull it up in the chat box here. I oh, did. Oh, you did. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so choose your target in your line of sight. Your uh, magic grants you a brief insight into the target's defenses. On your next turn, you gain an advantage on your first attack roll against the target. So, um, yeah, no, it's basically just a bonus action. Just gaining advantage? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like sharing any insight about its weaknesses? Where I'm concerned, like, would I prefer to fight with uh, fire? Or would I prefer to fight with some antifungal poison dart? <laughs> uh fire is good yes. and a good blow to the head is good thank you so basically when you are aiming for the head uh an attacker that does not already have disadvantage can take disadvantage on any attack roll against the fungazoid if you do uh then that ignores the fungazoid's undead fortitude talent. Um, I guess is there flanking in this game? Like yes. Or, uh -huh. okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, with that in mind, I've pulled up the combat tracker. Uh, so, if you guys go to that, uh, it's time to roll some initiative. Maybe we could talk to it. We give it like one of our mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to tell any about any about them. Oh, sorry. Wait, we have mushrooms. No, no, we don't have mushrooms. <laughs> well, we, well, we did. I'm sorry, initiative. Okay. Yep. I have advantage on initiative. Is there a way for me to? Uh, yes. Uh, when you pull it up, it'll actually oh, show okay. advantage cool. there for you. Thank you. All right. So, Smokey, it looks like you're first up. It is okay. only this one that is moving. The one with the red dot? Uh, nope, this one right here. Oh. Okay. And if, uh, if we're like angelic or demonic and we kill this, it's, it's okay, right? <laughs> I, you'll find out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me kill it. Uh, yeah, he's going to use his returning blade. Okay. Chuck it. All right. And are you going to accept disadvantage on it? And when you say this zombie fortitude, I don't know what that means. Is that regeneration okay. or is that like a, a reduction in damage? I'm pulling that up for you right now. It should have just pulled up there. So... If damage reduces it to zero hit points, uh, the character must make a constitution saving throw with a DC equal to the damage taken, unless the damage is from a critical hit. On a success, 
the fungusoid drops to one hit point instead. So essentially this negate, if you take disadvantage, it negates that effect. So if you take it to zero hit points, it's dead. Does every attack have to have disadvantage in order to do that? Or just the last attack that kills it? Um, you are basically accepting disadvantage on one attack. One attack. Mm-hmm. Now, but if you want to continue to take that on disadvantage, you can. But if I, I'm saying, like, if, if I attack it normally down to, like, four hit points, mm-hmm. and then someone you takes the disadvantage and hits it, it mm-hmm. kills it, Yes. does that negate, or does every attack on it have to be at disadvantage in order to negate it? The killing blow would have to. Killing blow. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do normal. So 13, that hits. Hey. You may roll damage. Three. <laughs> uh, so I think that's piercing. Three points. Okay. Yeah, piercing. All right. So you hit it in its body, uh, and it a portion of that fungus just... <laughs> kind of flies off in these little spores that basically fly off of it. Um, from you, do you have any other actions? I don't think so. So then we'll go to Richard next. Okay. I'm going to approach it and use Harmonious Strike to do an unarmed strike on it. Mm-hmm. Um, single melee attack with advantage. Um, that the target suffers an additional 1d6 psychic damage and they must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay. Gonna touch it? Ew. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Alrighty. Oh! That is a critical. That is a critical. Uh, so they roll damage. No, that's just damage. That is critical damage. Okay. So that is five, and then I get another D6. So nine. So, so nine. Okay. And then needs to do a strength saving throw, uh, which mine is. Yeah. 11, or they're not from. Or they need to do a strength saving throw for theirs. And, uh, okay, so strength saving throw. And what's the target number? 11. Okay, all right, so it is not knocked prone. Uh, but you knocked, then... it, knocked it silly. Yep, and then as a bonus action, I will. What is that? That is. Where is it? Uh, basically, allows me to disengage. Okay. Yeah, allows me. Yeah, uh, quickness allows me to disengage as a bonus action without taking an opportunity attack. Okay. All right, you may do so. Uh, Asher. 
how badly hurt is it? These decks look kind of damaged. Um, yeah, it looks damaged. Yeah. So, I don't know. If, I don't think it's written down, and it's okay if it's not possible. But with that tomahawk, it was supposed when it does the poison, it's supposed to also like take away their belly speak. Ah. So I thought yeah. maybe that that might be useful so they don't shout for help okay. or something. Cool, cool. So I'm gonna try using that tomahawk to do mm -hmm. that. Okay. Cool. And now, uh, yep. If we're talking location, you're gonna need to probably get somewhere where you can get a better shot because you're gonna be throwing through Simone and Eliza. Duck. Uh. Yeah. Let me move over here. I'll move a few squares, and then I'll I will use the I will toss the axe. Okay. See what happens. The tomahawk, I mean. Fourteen hits. And it's the damage, and then they could do the poison if it sells Constitution save and stuff. Let's do DC 15 con, unless it's immune to poison or something. Okay. Hey, DC 15? Mm hmm Okay, cool. All right. So it rolls around. Do you have any other actions that you're going to take? Um, uh, am I level five? Do I get two actions or one? I have martial art combat, so I could, I could technically do one more. <laughs> um, but that'll be me right really up close to it. So let's let's not do that because I won't get bit if I can help it. Okay. So no, I'll load up load up my I'll load up my tomahawk or my crossbow and let's see if I can light up one of those arrows. What happens? All right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> so you uh, and that's and is that a, a drawing a weapon basically is like a free action I think exactly. but I think the action of actually lighting on fire we'll call that a bonus action for you mm -hmm. so you light it and it lights up oh nice all right well let's see if I need to use it next or not uh it now rolls to the fungusoid's turn uh now it is basically it has pulled itself partially from the wall but it's still connected by this like sinewy material so it's almost like this kind of weird looking like uh puppet you know tied with strings you know to the to the building itself and you see its mouth open and it is attempting to scream <laughs> but your poison has taken effect on it and no noise is coming out nice pleasant uh, so simone it comes to you. You are currently at advantage uh, with your next attack. Now, um, if you choose, you can choose to take quote-unquote disadvantage, but since you're at advantage, that actually just brings you down to a normal roll. It doesn't put you to disadvantage. Okay. Um, so if you hit and you're able to take it to zero, you will kill it. And it looks damaged for sure, but whether I, or not you whether or not you'll have enough to actually take it to zero remains to be seen. Am I close enough to get 
right up to it? Yes. I will move in between Asher and Eliza to get right up to it. Mm-hmm. And how ridiculous shall I be? On the way, I will take my chakram and brush it up against Asher's gasoline-soaked jacket <laughs> and light it on fire and try to slash at the head and cross my fingers and then roll <laughs> whatever I'm rolling. So you're, light, so you're lighting the shotgun on fire? The chakram. The, oh, the chakram. The blade. Okay. I want to get okay. some, just scrape some gasoline or petrol or whatever it was on it. Okay, make a, um, make a dexterity check. At normal? Yeah. Hey, okay, all right. So you brush up against him and pull out your lighter and try to light it on fire. And you get just a little bit uh, on there. It's metal, you know, so, I mean, it, you're getting a little bit of the residue on there and if you light a little bit on fire. So now make your attack with the chakram. It's like a saganaki. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do normal. So that's the disadvantage. Okay. Okay. Uh, you swing at it, and one of as you're swinging, one of those little uh, sinewy kind of strands pops on its shoulder, and it falls just below where the blade uh, was being swung. So you just barely missed it. Okay. Um, and then from you. So then I'm blowing up. <laughs> so you don't set anything on fire yes <laughs> from you we go to Eliza alright <clears throat> I can move forward yes mm-hmm. alright I'm gonna use my um, crystal Iberian crystal dagger and I'm just gonna I think I'm going to go, I don't know if I should just go this way or this way in the thing's head. Okay, so um, you're going to you're gonna take disadvantage then. Because I'm closer. Cause I, okay. Uh, well, if you're aiming for the head, it's going to be a disadvantage. If I'm aiming for the head, it's a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. What if I accidentally trip and just... <laughs> a joke. Never mind. Okay. Can I do this? Mm-hmm, sure. Oh yeah, God. just right up through the chin. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. And is that disadvantage as well? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> 16, that does it. <laughs> yep. Okay, so roll damage now. Six. Okay, so you stick it in its jaw uh and it goes basically right out the back of the neck so you just barely miss the brain uh but you've got it stuck up in there for sure okay uh we go back up to the top of the round uh back to smoky 
Returning blade. Okay. Uh, disadvantage. Okay. Thirteen hits. And that's five. All right. All right. So with the returning blade, uh, that's oh, that's the kind of disc-like thing, right? All right. So you yeah. send that thing over to him, and it sticks right in the side of its head, uh, and it goes completely still. Oh, I gotta go pull it out. <laughs> just hoping it'll just lop off his head and come back. We've all me. got. We've all got our <laughs> weapons. Like <laughs> trying to pull him out of the a tomahawk inside and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he will then do his movement to uh, go up and use his bonus action to uh, pull it out if he can okay it, it takes a bonus action to catch it so I, I assumed it would be a bonus action to yank it out of a <laughs> skull yeah I think so he's, yeah he's dead so that's done anyway All right, make a perception check, everybody. Okay. So the group immediately becomes aware of movement from the corner of the building right over here and over here. And you've got two more fungusoids that are pulling themselves away from the building uh, and kind of being drawn, the attention is being drawn to the group and I'll roll initiative for both of these guys all right um we'll go back to the top of the round since this is now just happening so we'll start with Smokey once again um I'm going to use a bonus action to so if I use my bonus action to do something and I, I, I shoot my uh, boom, my returning blade, does it just come back and hit the wall or the ground If because I don't have a bonus action to catch it? Or catch it. does it happen next round where I catch it? Like, well, how does it... I think, and this is something that we kind of made up for this, <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, let me look here. Takes a takes a we it's as far as the rules go. It says takes a bonus action to catch. So yeah. I would say you know it, it's it's coming back and if you if, if you don't catch it, then you probably have to make a dexterity saving throw to not get hit by it. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to use uh, a focus point to cast Holy Flame. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to charge it and hit it with my machete. Okay, with a flaming machete. Uh, if I can get it flaming, I don't think so. I don't have it flaming yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be it. Okay, so the holy flame. Uh, sorry, I gotta remind myself exactly what that does. 
Oh, it's I put it in the uh, the roll chat. Oh, okay. Says, uh, I channel my divine energy into my attacks. I infuse them with holy fire, which is just mm-hmm. radiant damage. Mm-hmm. And for the next minute, next ten rounds, my weapon attacks deal an additional d6 radiant. Okay. And in this instance, that's actually going to set your uh, if you're charging your machete with that, then it will actually set that ablaze. For these guys, that counts as fire damage. Okay, radiant counts as fire mm-hmm. damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I look yeah. at Elias and go, is that what you're trying to do? Okay, so yeah, go ahead and make your attack. Alright, that's a miss. Alright. Now that uh, flame stays for, 10 rounds. for a minute. Yeah, okay. Alright. Okay, Richard. I feel like we all seen Plate Baller's Gate 3. We're all doing a dip move. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Dip our weapons in. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, I am going to use the Soaring Crane technique to get over to this guy. To it double it doubles my movement and keeps me from getting a an opportunity attack. Okay. Um, and then I will take my quarterstaff, my boomstick, and mm-hmm. I will aim for the head on this. Okay. So that puts me at disadvantage, correct? Correct, yep. Hey, yep, that hits. That hits, so... Great. Mm-hmm. Three. Woohoo. Um, and then I will use my lightning strike bonus action mm-hmm. and make an unarmed strike as a bonus action. Okay. Now, here's my question mm-hmm. Can I do that as a harmonious strike as well? Hmm. Because it says it says the harmonious strike is only an attack action, right? And I'm doing this as a bonus action. So no. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Didn't think so, but I thought I'd run it past everybody. Mm-hmm. So an arm strike and that. Hold on. Would be at disadvantage, correct? If you're going for the head. Oh yeah, I'll be going for the head. And And that's Miss. All right, Asher. All right, well, I got a flaming crossbow, so might as well use it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I shoot over there? Can I shoot around, Smokey? Mm, It's uh, iffy. Uh Don't don't roll a uh, critical failure. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. Uh, let me double check my moves here. Let's see what I can do. I think maybe is uh right next to me, and that wall is there like a balcony or anything in that building that's right next to me. Right here, uh, you want to like get up onto a second level? Yeah, there's a balcony there. Sure. All right, I'm gonna use my parkour mm-hmm. bounce up there and take a shot from there. Okay. Like, like a high ground. There you go. 
All right, so then I much less likely to hit somebody. All right, just normal, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! Wow! <laughs> All right, and that's critical damage, right? Mm-hmm. That. So Seventeen plus whatever fire might do. Okay. All right, so you take the shot, um, and the uh, wrap that you put around the uh, the arrow itself. Uh, it, you've got it flaming, and you shoot, and the arrow goes, and the wrap that was around it unravels, <laughs> and just goes and oh, just well. flies up into the air. <laughs> it looked cool. It did look cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least I got critical damage. So yeah, that that's helps. right. Yeah. All right. So uh, you hit it uh, in its throat. Uh, so, uh, oh, I forgot. Is do we get two attacks this round, or do I just get one? I can't remember. Um, level five. Does this class get two attacks? It's advanced combat training. You take the attack action, and you make two attacks as part of that action. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'll shoot again if it's not dead. Uh, I think it's an action to reload, though. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll reload. I just forget that. So I can actually take three per round. Someone. Yeah, I know I could take a bonus if I do an armed attack, but I'm not going to do that from here. Alright, so next up then is one of the fungazoids, and it's the one over there by Richard. Bring it on! And it has to be an action to call. So I think right now, because it's under threat, it is actually going to make an attack. And it's going to make a, it's going to make a swipe. Oh, I just told you what it can do. So there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a 10, so I'm sure that probably does not hit, correct? Oh, uh, what is that going against? Uh, defense. Defense. Where is that on this damn sheet? Oh, you know, 14. All right, so that's a miss. Simone comes to you. I'm going to step um, right up to this corner and use the line of the building as my sight and just mm-hmm. pull the bow and arrow out and aim for the head. Okay. So disadvantage. Yep. See. With the longbow. 19 hits. Boy, you're doing well with that disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, roll damage. Is this the 1d10 plus 3? Uh, I think so. That's what's right next to that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. With a normal. Yep. Eight. That is the worst. These damage <laughs> rolls. Eight. Better than my three. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But... Uh, Eliza. 
All right. Um, I'm just gonna. Can I? I can get to here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In time. Okay. Hopefully, I've. I've. Is pulling out my dagger an action? Uh, free action there. Yeah, okay. you're good. Yeah. Oh, good. I've got that. All right. <clears throat> and it's still attached to the wall, or is it, has it freed itself? This one has freed itself. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to just try to um, get it in the head again. No. Okay. Do I want to do that? Yeah, sure, why not? Might as well. Is that a disadvantage because I'm getting mm -hmm. the head? Okay. Yep. I guess I didn't do it's an eight okay all right yeah so uh, you take a swipe at it uh, and goes right next to its head but you just missed uh, then we go to that fungusoid so it's his turn uh, he is going to you were the last one that attacked so he's gonna take a swipe at you my dear I figured that it's a you got a 17. What's your defense? I think it's four, 14. All right, so that hits. <clears throat> Take two points of damage. And do I put that under? Uh, yeah, looking on your sheet, if you go to um, current hit points, uh, you just take minus two to that so you're down to 26 from the from the current hit point okay mm -hmm. i just want to make sure i put it in the right spot mm -hmm. okay all right back to smoky all right smoky's going to maneuver around the fungusoid mm -hmm. to flank him mm -hmm. and then use my machete machete and so if I'm trying to get rid of the zombie, whatever fortitude, mm -hmm. I would just roll normal, right? Correct. Because now you're flanking, right? Got it. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey! No, hey. Did I stab myself? <laughs> Those machetes are sharp. <laughs> Your wrist falls into his mouth. <laughs> Um, let's see here. So what could be a critical failure on that? I would say that you lose hold of the, uh, of the machete. Awesome. Yep. Slips from your fingers. Do you have any, uh, bonus actions, anything you want to take? Nope. Pick the machete back up. Yeah, I can pick the machete back up. All right. <laughs> Richard. Alrighty. Um, first of all, before I start, I just realized my unarmed attacks should be at a D6, not a D4. Because oh, okay. I've got martial arts. Okay. Um, so, uh, this fungazoid by me, has he completely detached from the wall? Um, yes, he is completely detached, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Going to take the quarterstaff. And I am going to use advanced combat training this round to make two attacks. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so my first attack is going to be towards his legs to try to knock him prone onto his onto the ground. Okay. And I changed I changed yours to the D six. Yep, I see that. Thank you. So I will roll normal on that. Does a twelve do the hit him? It does not. Okay. Gotcha. Well, then that changes what I'm going to do with my next one. Then, <laughs> since I uh, flood, since I just whacked him with the first one apparently and missed him, I am going to um, take the quarter staff again and aim for the head this time. Okay. Yeah, that's and same result. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now, since I'm just obviously just flailing over here and everybody's staring and laughing at me. <laughs> I am going to take my bonus action um, for the lightning strike and do an unarmed attack. Okay. And you know what? We're going to try for the head again because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Anonymous ah. again. <laughs> You're quick, though. I am. <laughs> it, it happened very quickly, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe I should plan that out a little bit better. <laughs> Asher comes to you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and shoot again. My okay. reloaded round. Um, let's see here. Eh, don't know if I hit with that. The ten. Nope, uh, that's a miss. Darn it! On a row, and I guess I'll reload. Okay. And um, sure. And I'll check in with my crow, see if there's anything going on. <laughs> yep, everything <laughs> seems to be clear with the crow. All right, cool. That's it. Okay. Um. Fungusoid next to to Richard who's going to take another swipe at you. Mm-hmm. Got a seven. That's a miss for him. So it's just mm-hmm. one whiff after another exactly. over at that corner of the building. We are practicing our stage combat. Maybe the spores are getting to us. We're just like, whoa, <laughs> man. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> Hear that uh, music? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simone. Um, Show the voice how it's done. Well, we'll see. So that last attempt, I'd shot an arrow. Thought it looked pretty good, but it didn't do much damage. And I'm wondering what happened with that arrow. Did it did it hit the target but just break the skin and it's hanging there? Yeah, or... you, you probably hit it uh, in its uh, left arm. Uh, so it's just kind of sticking out of the left arm. Hmm. Okay, I guess I'll just leave it there then. Um, well, although you did do that at, at disadvantage, right? So you you probably hit it in its neck. So I mean, you were you were close, but no cigar there. Okay. And interestingly enough, do you know the uh, uh, the story behind close but no cigar? Let, no. me, let me enlighten you. This was something that they used to say uh, in the carnivals back in like the 1920s. 
uh, and this was at a time when you could go to the carnival and you could actually play the carnival games and either win a cigar or a small bottle of gin. Uh, and the carnies would say, close, but no cigar, whenever you would miss. That's where it came from. So it stuck with us all this time. Oh, wow. wow. Tidbit of information for you. Is knowing is half the battle. <laughs> the more you know. Boom, beep, boom, beep. <laughs> all right, do you have any... Uh, so are you, you do want to make an attack, though, correct? Yep. Okay. I'm going to run right up to it and grab the arrow in its neck and just jam it up. Jam it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> jam it, Janet. <laughs> okay. So I would roll it yep. under, just do an unarmed strike with that. Oh, where would that be? Um... Underneath your longbow. Okay. Uh, under inventory. Okay. In longbow? Uh, you oh, see, oh, you see longbow, see. unarmed I strike. I see the unarmed it. strike. There you go. Okay. So you're going to do the plus six there. Gotcha. Thank you. Is it normal or disadvantage? Uh, you're going for the head? Yep. Disadvantage. And you got an 18. God damn, girl. Nice. All right. Uh, Some of your rolling power. <laughs> on the damage, you're going to click on the roll damage for the unarmed strike. And then where it says extra terms. Yes. Um, There's nothing there. I'm going to give you, if you just put a three in there, it'll add a plus three on there for you. Okay. Do I need the plus or just three? I think just the three. Okay. There you go. So eight. Nine. Right. So you pull the arrow out, take a stab at it. You get it right in its temple, but the angle mm -hmm. took it down just a little bit. And that little ball in its eye goes <laughs> and just explodes. Uh, oh. Little globules. Oh, I got it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I've got a scarf. <laughs> Eliza comes to you then. Now, you are at advantage on an attack towards the fungusoid because Smokey is flanking on the other side. Okay. I guess. Is it. Okay. I'm gonna. I guess I'm just gonna try to get it in the head. Like that, I guess. Sure That's a normal roll. The disadvantage and advantage cancel right. each other out. Mm -hmm. Yep, that brings you to normal. Oh, look at that. There you go. Critical hit. I had several of those tonight. Yeah, but, I mean, he was mostly gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll your damage. That and then, uh, that, that'll be an advantage there as well for the damage. And this thing has, like, magic, but I don't think I need it. It's like nothing is needed because... Uh, can you click on that so I can see what that is? Yeah. I don't think it's necessary, though, in these situations. Did you did you click on it so I can see it? Oh. How do I do that? Like that? 
There he goes. Yep, there you go. Yeah, okay, so the dagger is... Target is hit with a dagger. They must make a DC 13 constitution saving throw. The next spell or supernatural ability automatically fails. Okay, yeah, in this case it probably does not. Right. That was normal, right? No, that was an advantage. Damn it. You mean okay. the... Just, just hit, uh, hit the uh, damage again uh, under normal this time, and then we'll take the higher of the two. Okay. Six. Okay. Sorry about that. Did not mean to not pay attention. Are criticals advantage damage or double damage? Oh, yeah, has double damage, isn't it? So... 12. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Okay, so, thank you. Yep. Either way, 10 or 12. Oh. Well, you can take 11, because you just, you can either okay, roll so the dice twice, or double the initial first time. Okay, so, uh, you missed with that first swipe. Uh, Smokey uh, missed with his, and then you come back around, hit it right in its temple, and it drops. And that was the one that went next, so we go back to Smokey. Ew. All right, uh, he's going to dash. Okay. There. Look at that man dash. <laughs> yeah. And that's his full action then, correct? Yeah, it's, I use my action to dash. Mm -hmm. All right, Richard. See if you can um, redeem yourself. Yeah, let's see if I can redeem myself. I am going to... Harmony strike him. So I get to make a single with advantage. 17, 17 hits. hits. Woohoo! All right. Okay. And, and, and what was the what was the move that you were making? Um, harmonious strike, just a melee attack, but I infuse my chi into it, and then I actually I get another d6 on that. And that's in. Are you doing that with the staff? Uh, no, it's an it, strike. It, it's an arm strike. Okay. All right. So you reach back and punch, and your fist goes right into its kisser and through through the back of its skull. And you've got the basically the the body of this thing hanging off of your forearm. <laughs> um, I'll use my bonus action to. <laughs> to remove it. <laughs> Wiggle the fingers in the brain a little bit. <laughs> they make out a towel. Anyone? You no? On your own, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> on your own. Yeah. If I did have a towel, I'm not giving it to you to wipe off fungus. All right, so now you guys can continue your trek back towards the pool. You can kind of see, uh, uh, Striker, you can see the pool now from your vantage point. Uh, and it's probably about, let's see how far that is. Yeah, on the way over, I'm grabbing my tomahawk. Sure. There you go. Yeah, somebody's 70, measuring for me. There 70, you go. 75 feet. Yeah, about 75 feet off. And then you can see a small shed right kind of where you were pointing right there. Uh, but then just beyond the tree line back in this area right here uh, is a larger shed uh, back here. This one that's closer really looks more like where they would kind of keep the pool, the pool stuff. And supplies and stuff. So you're talking about not the black and white thing. You're talking about the way back over here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, over here? Yeah, behind the ship. Okay, behind the pool. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And Is I'll just have each of you guys make a uh, stealth roll to get uh, to get over there. Just one will do. I let us down. No, mine didn't roll. Okay. Me too. I let us down again. I rolled an eight. I found yeah. out what was kicking me out, by the way. Oh, so. was it the rolls? Huh. I'll be damned. All right, so that's uh, that's three failures. <laughs> As you guys are approaching, these two that are at the pool, uh, you can see them now starting to kind of start to break free. Papa. How far were we able to... Oh, yeah, he's back there. <laughs> Come on, Papa. Chris, <laughs> does it show that I have advantage on initiative? Because I should have advantage on initiative. Um, I don't know if it shows that or not, but you when it when you pull it up, you can roll uh, on advantage. It, it should okay, pop up gotcha, the window. It okay, yeah. gotcha. Mm -hmm. You rolled well, Chris. Asshole. I sure did, didn't I? <laughs> All right, Smokey, I'll roll for you so we can get you in there. And what initiative or? Mm -hmm. Yep. I can roll the initiative. It's uh, this the skills when I hover over that area. Oh it yeah, kicks me out. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I'll take that sixteen. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Still puts you at the end of the line. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Simone. It's up to you, kid. All right. I'm going to use the longbow. Mm-hmm. And just aim at the nearest. Okay. By the pool. Yeah, you got 24. That's great. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage. Nine. Nine times. <laughs> the German gods of the dice say no. <laughs> um. Okay. Fungazoids. Here's where it could get hairy. The fungusoid that you just hit uh, screeches out <laughs> in pain. Uh, and the other fungusoid has now broken away from the wall uh, and is now moving in your direction. And it comes to about right here. Uh, you know what? I think it's going to go ahead and take a dash and comes to right here. Uh, but that's all it can do this round. If I am the very last person on initiative, does that mean I, I have a bonus action that kind of works for the group? Is that something when I notice that or when I when we hear that, is that something I can do or is that against? What's, what's the bonus action? Um, I can make everyone's uh, weapons have flame. Oh. Coordinated maneuvers. Can I? Yeah, you can, you can enact that as a bonus action. And I think bonus actions in 5e, is that any time, Sean? Or no, is it just, just on the turn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Got it. All right. So I'm just I, might, I might have just accidentally rolled that. <laughs> No, I didn't. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. So you got to wait. 
Okay. Sorry. Okay, Asher. Can hit that fungzoid or at uh, creature with my crossbow. Okay. Do I need to adjust at all? Is that okay, Angle? I think you're you're okay. Just again, don't don't roll a crit failure. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that hits. Nice. Go. Six points. And reload. All right. Is um, this like a little fence I'm right by? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Can I use my bonus action to just kind of parkour over that fence? Uh, or how tall is that fence? Like, can I shoot over that fence? Or is it yeah, you should be able to. It's probably like eight, eight feet. Well, no. I mean, I. Well, actually, can I? parkour up on top of it and shoot from there what's it made of hmm or sh yeah shoot through it I, 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 I'm gonna say that's like a stone wall oh, yeah, okay. so you, you can get up there yeah let's do that just so I got some I got high ground I don't I can kind of get a view of the area a little bit or firing mm -hmm. so yeah okay Richard um all righty Use the soaring crane technique to. Yeah, he is within range to get to the one in the pool. I do not. I'm not subject to opportunity attacks when I do that. Okay. I can move twice, twice my normal range. Okay. And I'm not impeded by anything. Um, so when I get there, I will strike him in the gut with do a gut punch to with a melee attack okay with harmonious strike so that adds six oh no it doesn't add six it adds a d6 if i put d6 will that roll an extra d6 you try it but yeah i think you gotta do one d6 and I am at advantage on that. Hey, yeah, it did. Look at that. Yeah, hey, that's sweet. good. Yeah, okay, so twelve. So twelve damage. And then I will use the lightning strike bonus action to hit him again. Disadvantage or? Uh, no, this is just at normal. Okay. Okay. You know, not aiming towards the to... head. Oh, yeah, wasn't oh. was not aiming at the head. You were not. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. So for him with undead fortitude, DC equal to damage taken. So he needs to get a seven or above. That seven was an attack. Oh, that was not, the attack. Not for damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Roll the damage then. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to get this. Yeah, all right. He got it. All right, so he falls to one health point. Okay, so... Uh, Smokey. I'm going... He's going to flank the fungazoid and attack with his machete. 
normal. Talk about being ineffectual all hmm. night. All right, so swing and a miss. Do you have any others? Nope. Okay. Uh, Eliza. Huh. Okay, I clicked on the wrong thing earlier, but my um, mod, what is it called? Mod. It's in the un. It's in that weird category at the bottom. Oh, I thought I moved all. Field that. Oh, I'm Field sorry. Mod. I thought I moved those. Oh. That's all right. I mean, I mm -hmm. opened it and I can look at it. I don't know mm -hmm. if I can click on action or not, but field mods, it's anyone within five feet of me. I can alter their weapon so that it has, you know, various things, elemental type things. Mm -hmm. Fire in this case, but um, I don't know how far I can get, how close I can get to anyone who may have like... A weapon. Uh, let's see here. So I'm close to Asher, but I don't even. I don't even. Are they? They would have to be literally in the square next to me, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So yeah, you just got to choose one of them. Who goes first, Simone? Yeah, Simone would be the next up. Can I get to her? In time? Two, three, four, five, six. Yes, you can. Just right. barely. If you go to this square right there. And that's not my action? It's or is uh, that my action? Nope. Uh, that's that's okay. a move. If you went any further than that, then it would be your action. But there that's is... yep. Okay. All right, Simone. What's <laughs> your action? I am giving your longbow. Right? Is that what you want to use? <laughs> Probably the chakram, because we're close quarters now. Okay. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. I'm going to give it the lit in fire. <laughs> it's lit. Lit, <laughs> baby. And so okay. you'll do an additional 1d4 fire damage with the chakram. Let me fuck that up for you. See if it'll let me. Well, I can't. Um, is that something I roll for? Uh, I do not believe so. It says it's, action. It's just but an action. Okay. Mm -hmm. I only clicked it twice. I don't know if that screwed anything up, but there mm -hmm. you go. Oh, you clicked it twice. Let's see here if it did, because we need to look at the, your details. No, uh, <laughs> I think you're okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, so it goes back to Simone with some extra fire damage. All right. Um, so I'm gonna Chakram. And this is sword. at advantage because you're flanking with uh, um, Smokey. Okay. Take that. 18, all right. And then you're gonna roll damage and then when it uh, when it pulls up uh, the damage, the, type if you go to extra terms you can type in 1d4 there and then that'll do the extra fire damage okay now we find out what that is in the take that 12 that is 12 all right fiery 12 okay so you hit it 
and then uh, basically kind of take the chakram right across the chest and the front portion of th this thing immediately bursts into fire and engulfs its head uh, in flames as well. And so he will continue to take uh, fire damage here as the rounds go by. All right, thank you, Eliza. Uh, and then we go to the fungazoid next to Richard. And there's going to be a swipe going on here. Got a 13 to hit. Does that hit? Nope, 14. Okay, cool. All right, so that's a swing and a miss for him. Fungazoid number two, since he just got hit, is blindly going to uh, try to swipe at Simone. Ooh, got a 23. Rit. Twice, take a total of four damage. Yeah. And Asher. All right, I'll try to take advantage of this flaming monster and shoot it and see if I can take it down. Hey, look at that! Got There's another crit. Good lord! Nice. All right. Two twenties are flowing. 18, 18. all right now you were not going at disadvantage correct no i was going for the head or something no uh, okay. i got high ground and yeah. all right so we're going to do 18 is what he's got to reach all right so no it doesn't so you end up hitting him in the head uh and he drops to the ground Uh, so we have the last fungazoid standing. I'll, I'll um, see. That was one. I'll reload, then, and then move downward. So. Okay. Uh, Richard comes to you. All righty. Um, just going to do a uh, quarter staff attack on him to start off with. Mm -hmm. And I missed that one. Okay. <laughs> but we'll use the advanced combat training to turn it into two. That there one hits. That's a hit. Ten. Ten damage. And an 18. All right. So you hit him. He drops <laughs> and begins to get up uh, once again. All he right. is prone. Gotcha, but I will do a um, bonus action lightning strike on him then. Okay, and this is at advantage. And it is unarmed. That's a hit. Hit. Um, and then. Five. All right. right. Come on, botch the roll. Botch the roll. Yeah, Twenty. 20. <laughs> you. Just die, you. <laughs> um, Smokey. Dokey. 
I just turn, put my head over my shoulder. Can one of you guys come over and finish him off for me? <laughs> yeah, uh, returning blade. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, that holy flame goes for all weapons that I use. Okay. It's not just a specific weapon. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, I'll go at disadvantage. Okay. Well, and it's a four. Mm-hmm. I have not hit yet with my holy flame weapons <laughs> at God all. God damn it. <laughs> and I rolled a one, the only not one, I believe. <laughs> Tonight has not been good. All right, taking that bonus action to catch it, I take it. Yep. Right in the face. All right. <laughs> There's a hole in the fungusoid, dear Liza, dear Liza. Liza. Trying to see, can I get to him? I am not good at the measuring part of it. Um, I'm trying. You, I tried. You that. can get closer, but I think not right at him. Uh, so you'd have to make a distance attack if you don't dash. And if I dash, that is um, an action, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think almost. I think I'm just going to stand and walk. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do anything. I mean, I don't know what I. There's not much I can do. I can't me, get close enough. Let me look at something here real quick. See if I can help you out. <clears throat> do you have... Well, I mean, you could take a shot with your um, crossbow. Yeah. But you got to move probably like right about in here to get a clear shot at it. Here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do yeah. that. So you could do that. Okay. Now, are you going to do it at disadvantage? I would suggest it, in all honesty, because he's at one hit hit point. Yeah. Oh. Let's forget I have to. And I he love, he, he did is. I that before. <laughs> before we left, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. I'm sure. Um, so you are rolling at advantage, so you can roll it on normal. So normal, not at disadvantage. Right. Mm-hmm. And it missed. But it was <laughs> worth. It was worth a shot, though. Okay, thank you. Okay, Simone, back to you. Let me come along with you. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm getting into a sight line where I can take the chakram that's been infused with the fire mm-hmm. from Eliza and hurl it at the fungazoid. Okay. So, um... Only if you make the Xena noise. I'm sorry, what did you say that was a... Am I adding a 1D? Uh, you're doing this at advantage because he is prone. But it's on fire? It is on fire, yes. Yeah, so you would... But right now you're... that's damage. That's damage, yeah. Gotcha, Mm -hmm. okay. And that is a hit, so now roll damage. And that's the extra terms of yeah, fire? One, 1d4, yeah. Thanks. I mean, truthfully, you don't even have to roll damage. Since you hit, I mean, it's going to do at least one point of damage. So, uh, basically, you toss it. It hits him square in the face. Uh, cleaves his head straight, and it just peels it open, and it just lights it on fire, uh, and it's beginning to burn. 
Nice. Who brought the marshmallows? <laughs> okay. So a chocolate and graham cracker, we can have spores. Right now, yeah. your path is clear to get to the uh, storage unit behind the pool. Um, and I won't make you roll any more stealth because, like I said, it's clear from here to there. Um, while you guys are unloading the salt from uh, the storage unit, I'm going to have... Uh, Anybody that is outside, so let's let's figure out is somebody keeping watch and who all is moving uh, the stuff out and getting it loaded up. Smokey will keep watch. He's got a good perception. Yeah, yeah. I'll I got decent perception, but I'll load if you're watching. I watch. Anybody else watching? Just Smokey. I'll be watching. Okay. So, Smokey and Simone, if you guys will roll a perception check for me, please. 22. Okay. All right. So, you both got it. You guys are kind of just scanning the area, just kind of keeping a lookout. Nothing really seems to be moving. Uh, but both of you, all of a sudden, are kind of drawn. And you might scroll out on your map here just a moment so you can kind of see, all, not the full map, but maybe over towards the, the main building. Um, you see this, uh, smaller building down towards the, uh, south down here where I'm kind of pinging mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. here. Um, not quite sure exactly what that little building is, but in the basement of that building, there's like a kind of like a little, what looks like a little crawl space window down there. You see a flash of light. And it seems to be in succession. And I'll have both of you guys make a survival roll for me, please. 18. Okay, both got an 18. Both of you guys have been at this long enough to have learned at least a little bit of Morse code. That's an SOS. Wow. Um. And it's a flashlight coming from the basement uh, of that building. And since it is 1021, we will leave that as our cliffhanger for next session. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. Good. Well, that's an easy call. I don't feel like being a hero. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, good game tonight, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank we you. did. Okay, we'll see you next time. See you in a couple okay, weeks. See you. All right.